Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Films of Fury. I am your host, the living legend, the general of the nerd corps himself, even though I call myself Sergeant. Sergeant fucking Fury. And tonight, we continue. Oh, I don't give a fuck. This is awesome. We continue on with our our trilogy of awesomeness because you have three of the biggest nerd personalities in professional wrestling on one podcast. And only three men such as us could take on the state of the DC Extended Universe Part 2. I am your host. I am your host, Sergeant Fury. And as always, I have to hawk my shit. You can find this and other Films of Fury episodes in the archives on Anchor.fm, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine-ass podcasts. And as I had on episode... 16. This is episode 16, part two. And I have my special guest tonight. I'm going to introduce them in reverse. I have the man, the myth, the legend, Rochester's own Evan McLeod. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. We're taking it. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> don't you get me sued. And. <laughs> In for the hot tag, as always, along with other things that are hot, like the Carl, the co-host of Turnbuckle Talk Radio Podcast, a multiple-time tag team champion, and I should know because he won one of those tag team championships by punching me in the face, Cyclone Jones! Ladies and gentlemen, you know me, I know you, we know each other, Cyclone Jones in the building. Oh, and guys, we had a few minutes to take a deep breath. And then guess what? The promoter said, get your asses back out there. We're doing a we're doing double broadways tonight, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the bourbon and the and the porters have been flowing. There might be a smoking device somewhere in the vicinity of some people. I'm not naming names. Fury. <clears throat> but <laughs> I am so happy that we're doing a part two because the DC extended universe deserves proper treatment. Something that according to the last part of this podcast, and you can listen to it in the archives of films of fury, Evan McLeod feels Zack Snyder hasn't done is given it proper justice. So we are going to go into. <clears throat> Sorry. Wow. He's right, taking sorry, it deep, sorry, and he's calling Zack Snyder a douchebag all in five minutes or less. Um, that's almost like delivering a pizza. So what we're going to do is, <laughs> as promised, we're getting into more DCEU news. So last uh, two weeks ago, the Hollywood Reporter put out a story that broke the internet because they announced that 
Warner Brothers has decided to part ways with Superman himself, Henry Cavill, and that they were going to suspend production or pre-production or any future productions of any future Man of Steel sequels or any Superman projects, period. Now, that shocked everyone at 9 o'clock in the morning. However, by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, Danny Garcia, the manager and agent to Henry Cavill, and also for you wrestling aficionados, the, the agent, man, the, myth, the legend, the rock, the, the rock's agent slash uh, former wife came out with a tweet and said, oh no, the, the cape and outfit are still in Henry Cavill's closet. In fact, Warner Brothers is going to be releasing a statement in regards to this later today. And Warner, Warner Brothers did not, which... <laughs> Which scares the fuck out of a Superman fan like me because I enjoyed Henry Cavill's Superman. However, by the late afternoon, you know what was circulating? Rumors of Michael B. Jordan. That's right. Killmonger himself from Black, the successful Black Panther film released by Marvel Studios earlier this year. And the star of Creed 2 coming out this Christmas is supposedly or was on the table being talked about to be the replacement for Henry Cavill to, to fill in the blue and red with the big red S. Now, as promised on the previous episode of Films of Fury, I am going to allow one Cyclone Jones. Cyclone, what do you feel about this news of Superman? Um, so for all the fans that listened last show, um, you noticed how the racism started with Sergeant Fury. I did know. I know he always picked the white guy first. Now the black man's going first. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll just take it as it is. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, to answer that question with the, with the fate, actually with the death of Superman is how this topic should be taken. Um, Henry Cavill, and you know him, him, he's gone. Superman, he's gone. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lost. I'm still stuck on that whole point that I had last show with stating that, um, what the hell? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um, Sorry, I, I hate you. I hate you so much right now. Um, <laughs> I'm still stuck on that whole. I'm still stuck on the whole. Um, Superman can't be black because he's just typecasted as as a white man. He's typecasted as a white alien. You know, I mean, you could do an alien thing, but look what happened when you changed the thing, or look what happened when you changed Johnny Storm. Get in mind, Johnny Storm. I'm not paying to see Johnny Storm. I'm paying to see Human Torch. <laughs> And he, went to, and he wasn't that good. No, he wasn't. That's whether here nor there. <laughs> he was good. So, I mean, my thing is, if, if I had to select somebody new, I honestly would probably go with um, Charlie Hunnam. Oh, I like that. I didn't think about that. I like him. He's He's got the body for it. He's got the height for it, I think. And he's, he's got that young look. Because Superman has that Boy Scout look. You he's, know, he just got to dye his hair black. 
Yeah, she's got nice hair, black. I mean, but you know, who, who wouldn't do that for a couple of million? Yeah, I, I, I could agree with you on that one. I, I'm, I mean, every girl in America loves Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, but I mean, the 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 but, Sons of Anarchy fans, all of the females who got wet every time he was on screen, would literally flock to the theaters to see him. Exactly. Exactly. Now, do you feel ish? Now I'm being racist towards you. Now, do you feel ish that this is even real news? Like, do you feel that the Hollywood Reporter maybe got some misinformation and reported on it way before they had good sources to back it up? Or do you feel that Warner Brothers, an executive at Warner Brothers, talked to Hollywood Reporter, the news got out there, and now they're trying to play damage control? Because let's be honest, the fate of Black Adam now might rest in the hands of the pissed off agent of the guy that you just told everyone through Hollywood Reporter, yeah, we got rid of him. Being the rock, the biggest fucking box office draw in the last two decades is Black Adam, who is going to be going against Shazam. Uh, Do you you feel that this puts that relationship in jeopardy? I don't think it's true. I think it was, I mean, Henry Cavill coming out and doing his little, uh, did you see his, uh, Instagram video? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. His, his little pictures. Yeah. I don't think any of it's true. Uh, I, I believe, so this is what I believe. I believe they are not moving forward with any standalone Superman projects right now. If they are focusing on making the best possible Justice League movie right now, I'm okay with that. If you're focused on bringing it home with Henry Cavill, because he's going to be one of what? You're, you're, you're basically, what we're saying now is you're changing out Batman. You're not getting Ben Affleck coming back, so you need one of those two. Those are the two faces of Justice League. Yes, Wonder Woman is a face of it. Those are the three faces, but the reality is when you think of Justice League, you think of Batman, Superman. Those are the two guys, the two people that brought the Justice League together. If it wasn't for them, there would be no Justice League. Period. Mm-hmm. You need to keep one of those faces. Yeah. That's who they are now. <clears throat> I'm okay with them focusing on possibly making a Supergirl movie or focusing strictly on Supergirl. Yeah, which okay which would be that. set in the 1970s, which you'd have to explain to the to the audience if this is if she is part of the DCEU. First off, where the fuck did she come from and how is this person flying around and according to the Man of Steel mythos, the fir- the the first contact with the Superman was a life-altering moment in human history. How are you going to explain that three and a half, four decades earlier? Oh, it already happened with his cousin that no one talks about. Because I, I don't think I don't think it ties in with the news that way. I don't think the news. You think about it. It's going to take place in what? What was the year you said? Nineteen seventy-six, seventy-seven, seventy-six, seventy-seven. So, but they already had contact with Wonder Woman. Uh, but it was not as widely known, which is why she yeah. was able to hide in plain sight because her her fight was only a small portion of World War One. But how do we know that it's going to be widely known? Yeah, they're saying it's an altering moment for humans, but 
how many humans really? Mm-hmm. It could be the same scenario as Wonder Woman. I feel like you're just going to get a, a Wonder Woman movie with Superman, with Supergirl. So, <clears throat> I I now I you know I do not want to see Henry Cavill replaced as Superman. I think that Henry nope. Cavill did a phenomenal job, and in fact, I'm going to refer to something that a a friend of mine, uh, the Big Worm Andre. Uh, an MMA fighter from upstate New York, big up to the big worm, uh, had said on my Facebook when he saw that we were doing this, that the three of us were going to be tackling this subject. He goes, I feel that Superman was not given the chance to be that lighthearted character. Now, going back to our previous recording and talking about it in, in the way that we are. Christopher Reeves is Superman. Yes, there have been, you know, yeah, Brandon Routh and and Dean Cain and Tom Welling, but he is the measuring stick. He is literally the guy. He was in four Superman movies. The thing that we all loved about those movies is, is he was the ultimate Boy Scout. He was the moral compass. He was the good guy. See, I think. I'm trying to think here. Are you guys there? Oh, yeah. I'm here. Oh, sorry. oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought I lost you again. No, 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 no. You're still good. <laughs> I think Henry Cavill gave us what I wanted from a Superman. Yes. I wanted, to me, the Boy Scout is always great. Don't give, I, I'm not, I will, I said this last time, I'm not a huge Superman fan. Um, I, I enjoy Superman, but I'll use, I mean, you think about Dean Cain and, and everyone that's at Christopher Reeves. You think about Christopher Reeves. I enjoy Christopher Reeves' movies, but everyone, I mean, he had the smile. Everyone's complaint from Batman versus Superman is that he doesn't smile. But if you watch Man of Steel, he does smile. Even Man of Steel, but he has more of a serious look. But But think about it. You come to a planet that's not yours and you're trying to adapt to this planet granted he grew up on the planet but he lost his father so do you think you're going to always be this happy go lucky person no uh, they but, gave him more they humanized him more but i will argue that his father died in superman the movie from a heart attack after yeah. telling him to not use his powers to show off to Lana Lang in order to get pussy. I mean, yeah. let's <laughs> to be blunt. Hey, don't show off your powers just to get Poontang. She's going to divorce you and take half your money. And by Superman three, we found out that's exactly what happened. Now today, as it sits at the time of this recording, Superman is not, no movies are being done. Do you think, as Kevin Smith talked about on his podcast, that that's the smart thing to do? I mean, right now we just celebrated Action Comics 1000. The big comic book story going on right now is Doomsday Clock, which it's going to pit Dr. Manhattan against Superman. Do you both feel that it is a smart decision to say, you know what, we're suspending any Superman-related movies, knowing you have Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman 84 all coming down the pipe within the next 12 months. Yeah, but he he signed on to do a TV show, and I think that has something to do with it. Do you think the Netflix Witcher show has a lot to do with him not being yes. Superman? Okay. I, I don't I don't think it has him... I, ha, I think it has to do with them not planning a Superman standalone movie. Because you could easily put a Justice League movie together 
and he could film both movies but not have to be like at a specific location all like seven days straight he now, could be there for two days and then they can go and film other parts with him not in the movie now ish now with the yeah go ahead now, now with the witcher is is, is that going to be an ongoing series or just as the movie the witcher i i think from the sounds of it it's going to be a 12 episode series much like they've done with you know orange mm-hmm. is the new black or any of the the marvel netflix shows right okay now ish you know, one of the, the knocks on the Superman character has been he's way too powerful. Much like the Incredible Hulk, where the Incredible Hulk's standalone movies may not have been phenomenal. It may not have been huge box office draws. But if you look at Thor Ragnarok, where Hulk was a secondary character, or even his role in Avengers Infinity, or any of the Avengers movies, the entire Marvel Studios, uh, with the exception of the Incredible Hulk, of course, they made that character make sense within the confines of all of these superheroes where it's like, we call in the Hulk when we need the big guns. Do you think that they could do that with Henry Cavill, especially knowing the mythos of that character being Superman, where magic affects him. And we now are introduced to to Shazam in March. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, And I completely lost my thought just now. Um, (laughs) I did completely. Um. Oh my gosh. Uh, let, let's go. Uh, Hulk, zucchini, dick. Uh, powerful. <laughs> Do we need Superman? Yes. Okay. Yes. With with that being said, um, the zucchini dick that made it remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with I think that they'll be able to do it because with like you said, what they're doing with the Hulk and with his confines, what he's in with mm-hmm. with Superman being so OP, um, I think that people already know that Batman has already whooped his ass. Wonder Woman has, you know, tapped that ass a couple of times. You know, it's it's something where where they'll be able to do it as long as it's it's done right. But I mean, but like Evan was saying, he doesn't I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> do you feel Superman is a character that deserves a full run movie or do you think they could get away with him showing up to just help out and be like hey guys flash the million dollar smile and then flies away and you're like fuck thanks Clark you know like <laughs> so yeah so so let's, let's let's talk that then no I don't think they need to do a full blown movie anymore not at this moment in time I think they need, they've already done the full-blown movie. I think they need to build, they need to character build so that they can get the good, correct, right Justice League movie out there. So what do you feel is the correct, right Justice League movie? Because at any point in time, and we've mentioned this on the previous episode, the DC Extended Universe is going to be compared, whether we want to admit it or not, as DC fans, to Marvel Studios and what they've done. Right now... Infinity War made two plus billion dollars at the box office and gave us Thanos, who was an understandable in, in at least in this representation uh, in film villain. Now, Dark Side is the counterpart, the original, as yes. far as, you know, he's on apocalypse. He lives in a world of fire and he was mentioned in Justice League by Steppenwolf. 
do you feel that they're much like you know we mentioned when Suicide Squad was was shat on? Do you feel that fans are going to instantly see this dark side character and be like, motherfuckers are ripping off Infinity War? Of course they are. Of yep. course they are. Thanos and Dark Side are pretty much they even look alike. Yep. You know. In, 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 in kind of some kind of retrospect, they even look alike, you know, with the face and the wrinkles and, you know, um, with the power, two big purple guys. So people are going to automatically think that, you know. But, don't, but just remember, though, CW did um, Darkseid first. And what? Remember, and, and he was in Smallville. That's true. He was in Smallville. He was the he was the last bad guy in in the series, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And they also introduced that last season introduced Doomsday. They introduced a lot of aspects. And I mean, it's funny that you should mention uh, the CW or WB Smallville. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm fucking I'm whipping it out. Lex Luthor wants his job back, guys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, and, and did you hear the rumors of season 11 being possibly made? Oh, no. I what? break this news because it sounds like Gabriel you sold Cyclone Jones and I just came in our pants collectively separate from each other at that news. Break it. So there was a trailer, and I say quotations and trailer made with the original cast hyping for a 11th season. Except for Allison Mackey, because she's dealing with the whole sex trafficking thing. But continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I ha- I'll have to send it to you guys. Please do. Um, but it is talked that Smallville was supposed to return this year. Um, and it was just, it was, they were just at the Comic-Con. <clears throat> Tom Welling was. Um, so they created a, basically it's, a, a fan-made Smallville returns in 2018 with the whole cast. Uh, it was put out back in February. Now, I have to ask both of you. Do you... Okay, because this can go into... Uh, now that we've we've opened up this can of worms, let's talk about the CW Arrowverse for a minute. And I'm going to pass this on to the white guy since it... You know, since you know, Cyclone wants to be all racist. <laughs> so a couple months back, it was announced that the big Arrowverse crossover uh, in December would include Ruby Rose's representation of Batwoman. And the internet lost its collective shit. Not in, I would like to say it was almost 70-30. However, the 70% of good pop that I heard, you had the typical boos. But unfortunately, the, the booing in this fashion caused Ruby Rose to leave social media because fans complained that she was either A, not Jewish, therefore why should she be playing a Jewish character? Oh, or, or B, she wasn't gay enough to play a gay character. How is she not gay enough? Because Ruby Rose... <laughs> she is gay! Because Ruby Rose apparently is is not gay enough to play a gay superhero. Now, Cyclone's losing his shit, and I will let him comment in a second. I still don't understand that comment. I read that and I'm like, how is she not gay enough? What? 
does she have to prance around at the the parades and stuff? And like, like, what's wrong with her? I think she's perfectly fine. Just give me the long red haired wig. That's all I want. Now, which make sure I get the wig. We live in an awkward time as comic book fans because 20 years ago when we were all growing up and I, you know, I can speak for myself as a comic book nerd growing up in like isolated upstate New York when Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan were king. And I'm like, Superman and Batman. And people were like, fag, you know, I could, I could only, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not making fun of, of homosexuals. I'm literally saying this is what I was called on a daily basis. It was like, you fucking fag reading Superman comics. It's like, oh, but Superman just came back to life. And he just came back. <laughs> he just came back. But you have you guys and I grew up in the same time frame where it's like we had the X-Men cartoon. We had Batman, the animated series. We had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You know, we had Jim Lee doing fucking X-Men comics and we were considered fucking losers at one point in time. And we couldn't get a good superhero movie. Fucking. We had Joel Schumacher put nipples on a bat suit. That's how fucked up our existence was in the mid 90s. Why are we talking about that? Uh, Val Kilmer's really Val Kilmer's suit had nipples. I am not referring to the movie sh that should not be named. We hear well, he it. Also so, had a cock piece too. Yeah, where you would notice the cock piece, <laughs> but, but he had an ass. That was the first scene they showed when they put on the damn costume. The it was. He had a manscaped ass. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. They, they didn't show. Batman, they showed his ass, the cock piece, his nipples, then his face. Well, Let's uh, do all the sexual stuff first. Well, Joel Schumacher did make the Lost Boys. So I continue on with this diatribe <laughs> in that now in 2018, you know, 25 years later, this is what we have to fucking bitch about is that a woman who is openly homosexual is not gay enough to be a gay superhero. How okay, so I never knew there were levels to being gay. Neither did I. I mean, <laughs> I, like, is there experience points you get or something? I don't know like, if this is double XP weekend, depending on what city you're in. <laughs> I, I, I know this, I'm trying not to be like insensitive, but you know, certain things are in my system, and I'm just being us, and this is my podcast, so fuck you. The thought that <laughs> the thought that hurts me is, is that we're gonna cut off the air. Oh, anchor.fm is going to be like, you know what? Cut. We can't air you. But <laughs> we as comic book fans have gotten to a weird point in our lives where it's 2018. Okay. There is literally a Star Wars movie every year. We just had fucking the Infinity Gauntlet was on screen this year. We, yes. we have DC and Marvel releasing great fucking movies all the time and the green arrow who is like c squad justice league of america is one of just fucking wrestled christopher daniels at all in on labor day weekend and the, every day of the week on cw there is a new superhero episode for a fucking a green arrow a flash a legends of tomorrow a black lightning and a potential batwoman show next year and this is what we're bitching about is someone being gay like cyclone as a proud 
black American, does it hurt you to be like, what's next? Like, I'm not black enough to be uh, fucking static shock. You know, I think I, I think that's exactly what would happen if Michael B. Jordan got Superman. OK, talk to me about it, because, you know, are you going to say he's not black enough to be Superman? Well, no, Earth 23 Superman that was too? black and the president. Is he uh, go, tell me your thoughts on this, brother? It's 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 crazy because the world that we live in is is so is so stuck on that where equality is 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 running rampant right now, but yet there's still people that hold it back. So with that being said, even with comic books, I mean, and and like I said earlier, things are typecasted, you know, in in my eye, you know, but but still, if. I, it's I, oh my gosh! It, it's so crazy. It, it's just so crazy because people would still look at it differently. People would still look at it um, to a point where it's like, you know, it's 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 you can't do this because you're this. You can't do this because you're that. You know, but it's it's comic books. You can write it any way you want to, but people would still still oh, they, they would still tear it apart. They'll tear it down. It's crazy. Would, would you, as a comic like, book like, fan? Like, Go and Answer. see Michael B. Jordan as Superman. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Now I is, don't like him as an actor. Oh, well, fuck. Okay, I think, that, that's. I think I, I think he played a good Killmonger, but other than that, but, no. I like him in in uh in uh which we call it uh, Apollo Creed. Creed. Okay. <laughs> I tried to watch it. I tried. I like Creed. Yeah, as a Rocky fan, I had to watch it. And once I got to the end, I was like, you know what? Okay, cool. And then when I found out it was Ivan Drago's son versus Creed's son in Creed 2, I'm like, fucking take my money. Oh, like, yeah, that that I'm going to see. Yeah, that took my money. Money. I don't care who it is. I'm going to see that fight. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, and the DCEU is such an interesting place right now because you have Jason Momoa's Aquaman coming out at Christmas time. Yes. And the trailer that was released for that movie and the movie poster that was released, you had my money with Justice League and Jason Momoa as an Aquaman standalone. You have my effing money. Now, going into the next three films, I'm going to start with Evan this time. Where do you see these three films heading are we going into a lighter world with aquaman and with shazam especially shazam or do you feel like there's the potential where it's like we're just one bad movie away from careening it back into that snyder verse that that you fucking hate so much i don't think so uh i think you got the best directors directing those three films currently okay uh, I, I, I enjoy Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman. It's a little drawn out, but you know what? It, if I can compare it to a Marvel movie, I'll, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Civil War. Okay. A lot of talking, okay. not a lot of action. Okay. I didn't think Civil War, when my, four, my son who's six, he was four when that came out. Cause that came out, what, two years ago? Uh, yeah, two, Roughly. three years ago. Yeah and a half two years ago he leaned over to me and goes daddy this movie's boring 
that movie is made specifically for him, not really for me. Marvel's made for his age group. Yep. The fact that my men four year old looked at me a little bit boring because they had a lot of talk to it and not enough action. That's I enjoy Wonder Woman for what it is. I thought there was a, lot, there was a great story, had a, a lot of story to it. I wanted more action out of it. The action was great. Um, but I can see why everyone says it's the best DC movie that was put out. Because it reminds you of a Marvel. Looking yeah. at Aquaman and Shazam, I'll, I'll, I threw my money right at the window saying, take my money when I saw the Shazam trailer. Oh, God, yes. I, I saw it. <clears throat> at first, I was kind of hesitant with uh, the costume. Um, being it on film and and how how it is now. Like, just seeing the, the trailer, the trailer made me pop. I was I think people forget Shazam is not a serious character. No, because he's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid in a giant man's body. Yep. Um, and I think people are expecting a funny, like not a funny movie. They're expecting like a, a kid version of Superman, but he's not. Exactly. He, he, he's still trying to understand what he is. Yep. I enjoy it. And I kind of, I want to see where, I, I kind of hope they take you on a little, like, backstory on Shazam, because when he gets the Shazam powers from the character that's old and gray and is Shazam, so like they're going from I thought, from what I understand, the new Fifty Two story arc of him having uh, him being like a god type thing is from I think that's what it what they're the stories behind which i'm okay with as long as i have a fun movie like i'm um, trying to think here if you can give me guardians of the galaxy with shazam you win and i think that i think that's where it's gonna go that, that that's that's where i think it is uh based on the trailer uh aquaman if I had to compare Aquaman to a, a Marvel movie that, that I want based off the trailer, because Dan and I, Fury and I both say the same thing, DC, Warner Brothers, and I really wish Warner Brothers would just break off and let DC do its thing, because I'm going to tell you right now, this DC Universe shows, I think, are going to tear it up, and you're going to really say, do we really need to worry about making these movies, let DC worry about making these movies? Um... I think the biggest thing for me is Aquaman kind of, they make really good trailers. They always make great trailers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go see the movie. But I don't think the Aquaman trailer makes me want to see the movie as much as the action that you're giving me in that trailer. Again, make great trailers, but I, the story is going to be phenomenal. Uh, what I've read about what where they're going with the story, you're going to find out why Black Manta has that suit why he has to wear it um so i think as a whole i think that freaking movie is going to be amazing and i think i could probably compare that to honestly i'm going to compare it to black panther and the only reason yeah. i compare it to black panther is because i think you're going to get i think the action that you can get from that movie is comparable to a black the black panther movie 
Now, yeah. now we got Zachary Levy is going to be, and I, if I'm not mistaken, Shazam comes out on April 5th, which is a month after Captain Marvel. So you have Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel within a month of each other <laughs> re- having their movies released. And the cool part about you know Shazam is, is Shazam feels like big as a superhero movie, the Tom Hanks film, big. Like it feels yes. like, and, and the one thing that, and we're going to get into this topic is, is, you know, DC's animated movies and animated series have always seemed with the exception of the X-Men cartoon from the, the early nineties have always seemed to tell better stories than the movies did ish. Do you think that they can pull some of that animated magic into the DCEU and be like, Look, you know, the the backstory of Billy Batson is worth telling. Let's fucking do it and let's give it that childish humor that we've seen in in the the new 52 represented movies. Yes. Um it's I don't know with with the animated stuff, the the animated stuff is amazing. Um and and I think that I don't think that they they actually take that into consideration when the writers are doing the, um, you know, the stories for the movies, um, you know, with, with the stories that like the, the complete stories of the animated stuff, like it takes you on a trip. It takes you through a whole comic book completely, you know, yeah. and, and, and you're, you're, in, you're enwrapped into this movie until the, to the bitter end. You know what I'm saying? With the movies, I think they're rushed and I think they need to find some way to, combine the two at an equal level um i mean with with the shazam movie you know with like like you said you know it's going to be that it's going to be that childish fun movie but it's going to be the serious action as well you know but they need to make sure that the story is set up to tell that and to to portray that so people can see it so as we wind down on on this part of the state of dceu I'm going to pose a question to each one of you and I will allow Ish to go first and then Evan, and then I'll give my final thoughts. You wake up tomorrow and you get a phone call and you're flown to Hollywood and you are told you can make one DCEU movie the way you want with the cast you want and the budget you want. Now, mind you, this new Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix is got a $55 million budget, so it's not huge. You get to pick what you would do next. Ish, Evan, tell me what movie, why, and where it would fit in the DCEU. Oh, hold on real quick, Ish, before you start. I just want to throw this out there, shameless plug. TNT currently right now, for all you uh, Batman and Superman lovers, is uh, Batman for Superman: Dawn of Justice is on currently right now on TNT. They, they, <laughs> God, it's like fuck. Let's quit this podcast and just do commentary. Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Mystery Science Theater. Oh Jesus, fucking, we're total nerds. <laughs> Ish, it's all on your head. Oh my gosh, that's an on-the-spot question. That is an on-the-spot question. That's what that's we do on Films of Fury. I, I see. Oh my gosh. Do you see. do um, you want to ask? Do you want to defer to Evan and then come back? You know what? Defer to Evan. Evan. 
about it. Deferred because, to the white that's, guy. That's <laughs> what do you say? Deferred to the white guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, same question. You get a phone call tomorrow. You're flown to, to Hollywood. You are put in front of the DC and Warner Brothers uh, people. You get to pitch one DCEU movie. Tell me which one it would be, why, and who you would cast. It's a tough one, um, but I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. Uh, I would want to do Under the Red Hood. Ooh. So you're going straight Batman. I'm still going straight Batman. Uh, I would want to do Under the Red Hood. I would, if I cannot have Ben Affleck as my Batman, um, I would go with... uh, Oh, let's see here. Hmm. I would go with John Hamm. I think John Hamm looks like Bruce Wayne, uh, is built similar and size as Ben Affleck. Uh, and I think he could, he could kill it as Batman. Uh, don't give me, you know, I, as much as I, I love Josh Brolin. I, I could see Josh Brolin as a good, uh, Thomas Wayne, but to play Jason Todd, and this is only because I I enjoy this actor a lot. Um, and they're also both these actors are in there because you got to have Nightwing in this movie too. You got to factor that in. Yep. And I wouldn't even mind getting a Tim Drake in there, but Nightwing is I need a Dick Grayson and I need a Jason Todd. So if I'm casting a Jason Todd, honestly, I think an awesome person would be either Jake Gyllenhaal or Ryan Gosling. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal has more of a Dick Grayson look. If we're talking big name actors, um, if we're talking really big name actors, those would probably be my two, two picks. I think Sometimes Jake Gyllenhaal is a little too pretty, but I think Ryan Gosling could play the darker role more um, and play either Dick or Jason, but I could picture Ryan Gosling playing Jason Todd, and, and I could be okay with that. Um, and I think I think that plays a lot into who they want to cast as Batman. I can't see either one of those two playing Batman. Um, I just can't. No. Uh trying to think if there's another actor out there to play joker man you give me joaquin phoenix as that joker i think would kind of be fun um i wouldn't mind jared leto as the joker to kind of you know play in with the extended you um but to be honest and it's because it's been brought up so many times I wouldn't mind seeing Leonardo DiCaprio. Fuck. <laughs> That's I, good. But but here's the thing. Could you not picture him? I love the Departed movie. Yes. Could you not picture him beating the crap out of a, a CGI young Ryan Gosling as Jason Todd in a flashback sequence? Pounding him with a crowbar, you know, and laughing like 
hysterically. I could. I could too. Yeah. Just that's... just just from you saying that I pictured it. I, I could see that. Yeah. Like I could picture him doing it. And I think that's why, like, I think that's why I enjoy Ben Affleck so much as Batman. Because like I enjoy the town. I, I enjoy how actors like Affleck and, and and Leonardo DiCaprio get into their their characters. You know? So like that's that's kind of where where I'm at. I believe that's where that's where I'm at with those. And I, I really think they can pull it out. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm oh. sending someone to bed right now. So oh. just, all right. All right, we'll let you. We'll let you put uh, put the little yeah, one down. Ahead, Ish. Ish. Same question. <laughs> all righty then. So my answer. Thank you for giving me some time because I had to think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I got the phone call to go to Hollywood, I would instantly, automatically, because Batman's been done. Yep. And you see Evan went straight to Batman. Oh, I love Batman. I would love to do more Batman movies. But right now, I wanna, I'm want to. i more of a character build guy. I want to see a Green Lantern movie done. Oh, I knew you were I going wanna... there. I knew I had a feeling in my soul, no pun intended. <laughs> Are you giving and me I, John Stewart Green Lantern? Yes, you know, I'm giving you John Stewart Green Lantern. Yes. Okay. And I'm I'm giving you Idris Elba. Oh motherfucker! You oh. are an, oh Jesus. Um, that's that's where I'm going. Um, I'm like with with that being said, I mean it's it's just it's just awesome. With with Mark Strong still being, um. Sinestro. So he you, an amazing Sinestro. So you want to ignore Hal Jordan and bring John Stewart Green Lantern into the picture and still keep the essence of the characters that we saw with Green Lantern that that maybe wasn't the best representation, but we could build on it. Honestly, I think I think the characters were good. I think the story was really stupid. I don't think and I don't think Ryan Reynolds was the perfect pick for it. No, no. Just because he was Ryan Reynolds, they wanted to do it. No, it wasn't right. Mm -mm. Even though, even though Hal Jordan is kind of a smartass, he's a cocky smartass, you know. But still, it just wasn't. It wasn't Ryan Reynolds' perfect pick. It wasn't his fit, you know. It was like the OJ glove didn't fit. It, um, I think once they brought him into it, it became a romantic comedy more than it needed to be. Exactly. So with with Aegis Elba in there, you know, and like I said, with with um, with Strong still in there, is this in the Sinestro? I think it would it would be a booming hit. Now, one of the things, and and I'll give you my idea, is I'm all about, like you said, character development. I want to give fans something that they can latch onto. But I also understand the power of nostalgia. And I understand that if you want a hit, you have got to bring something familiar back and give the fans something new, much like I and I'm going to I'm going to reference Terminator 2. Terminator 2 was such a phenomenal film because we knew the Terminator mythos from the first James Cameron movie. And when they added stuff to it and switched it around and made Arnie the face and you had the T-1000 as the heel, 
it, it was a completely different movie and it made way more money and it was a great story. If they were to call me tomorrow, the very first thing I would say is, where's Michael Keaton's phone number? Because if I was to do my own DC Extended Universe movie, I would have Batman Beyond be my film. Oh, yeah. Batman, I, Batman I, I, Beyond, based in the world of Tim Burton's Batman 1989. Ooh, I, I like that idea. I, I could deal with that. And who's, ooh, your, who's your Terry McGinnis? Well, let me let me build the story. Oh, please. I got, I'm, I'm starting to stroke a little bit. All here. right. So here yeah. we go. What we're going to do is since fucking Disney seems to be able to anti-age motherfuckers, I cannot, you know, we got Samuel Jackson as fucking, you know, from Jungle Fever in in <laughs> Captain Marvel. Amazing. I'm so excited. So if I were to build this story, I would go back to that pivotal scene in the very first episode of Batman Beyond, where you've got an older Batman who has to resort to grabbing a handgun to scaring away perps. And I would have the bat suit that we had guns. What's up? He's always had guns. He's always had guns, but but follow me here. There was that moment where Batman had a zero gun policy. Yes, he's always had guns, but he grabs a handgun in order but to get handguns back in the 50s. Oh uh, no, he had handguns back in the 30s when they made him a soldier and then as soon as Dick Grayson's Robin came into play the guns disappeared because they left the cowboys to have guns and Batman didn't have any. Guns weren't reintroduced into the Batman mythos until Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. He had guns on the Batmobile. Okay, he had oh, guns on the 80. Okay, fine. If fuck it. For all intents and purposes, all right, fine. Fuck you guys. For all intents and purposes, he grabs a fucking handgun. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yes, he had he had mini guns and bombs on the Batmobile in '89. Fuck, Tim Burton had problems. This, this okay. is not the podcast that you want. This is the podcast that you need. Yes, yes. He finally. was he was sober enough to say it. So my thought process is this. You do that scene where he grabs the gun and he points it at the fucking kid. And the kid pisses himself. Legit pisses himself. And Batman drops the gun and the perps run away. And he pulls off the cowl to show a, a, mid a mid-40s aging Bruce Wayne. Like starting to gray, but not as gray as he is now. And you're like, fuck, but it's the backdrop of Gotham from Batman and Batman Returns, not the fluorescent shit, but like the dark and grizzled. Then what you do is a time dissolve for 30 years into the future. And it's that bright neon shit that eventually became the Batman universe. But it's yeah. a, it's a little bit more futuristic like you have. It's not art deco. It's it's more cleaned up. It looks like a cross between a really bright, beautiful metropolis and Gotham as far as like the old parts. And the kid that I would get to be Terry McGinnis. And I, I know that some people have already said, well, he would be perfect for it. And there are some that wouldn't. Um, that fucking 
the kid that played Rocky's son in Rocky Balboa. He was in Heroes. Milo, um, you you know the name. Yeah, you know the guy. I, I know you're talking about. Okay, because in this universe, and he is in his like late thirties. Uh, he wouldn't be a teenager like he is now. But imagine, if you will, that he's the kid who the guy who uh, takes the mantle of Batman. And to me, I would have his very first villain not necessarily be a villain. But be the Wayne Corp that's taken over, that's being merged with Lex Corp and all that other shit. But I would love to see Batman Beyond be done and bring back Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne the way he is now. Could completely be fucking done with this broken, battered Bruce Wayne doing the job. Unless you guys can think of a younger Hollywood actor that could totally pull off, you know, Terry McGinnis. No. Once you Milo that's his name. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Vince McGillia. Yeah. Vent, like that. There you go. Hire him. Once you once you cut his beard off and everything, he looks young again. Exactly. Yeah. So to me, bring him back is like a, a a late twenties, early thirties. You know Terry McGinnis, and you know what? Fuck with the storyline a little bit. Make him a cop. Make him already have that setup and in fact make his first villain Damian Wayne make it yes. make yeah. it make it a fight for the mantle of the bat let Terry McGinnis actually be Amanda Waller's science project that she set up in bat in Justice League Unlimited go that story route and have you discover that through this story <laughs> this kid is the son of Bruce Wayne fighting the legitimate son of Bruce Wayne and have it be a fight for the mantle and have Michael Keaton come back, but have shades of that shit. Like, fuck it. You know, like have Michelle Pfeiffer show up as Catwoman in a scene or Selena Kyle, like have Kyle escorts in the background. So we have a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Frank Miller's dark Knight returns. Fuck it. You could play with the universe. I mean, honestly, yeah. honestly, I can picture him as Dick Grayson. Oh, um, okay. I, I I can picture picture him playing Dick Grayson, but Nightwing, it, like playing Nightwing. I I could I could see Milo playing Nightwing. But here's yeah. the, here's the issue with that is is that if Bruce Wayne is supposed to be sixty five seventy, wouldn't Nightwing be in his like late fifties? Well, like, no, no, I'm just saying if if they were. Oh, if they were to just I, do one. My casting, I could picture him being Nightwing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a versatile actor and he's, you know, this is us and he's he's got heroes under his belt. He's already in the DC family technically for that. So, okay, gentlemen, as we wind this episode down, it has been an absolute pleasure, a genuine pleasure to rip a line off of Hawkeye since we're talking about DC. Might as well rip off the one human character that fucking Marvel has. And... uh <laughs> And say thank you to Cyclone Jones and Evan McLeod for joining me on two episodes back-to-back of the state of the DCEU. If you are just listening to this one, you can go back in the archives and listen to the previous episode, which is the state of DCEU part one. Uh, I have to ask each one of my guests a question right at the end. Starting with Evan. Evan, when the fuck are you getting back up to Rochester so we can do the Pop Rock episode? <laughs> uh, 
I am looking. I'm going to sh- try and be shooting for end of November. Probably the, I'm, my plan is maybe that weekend before thing, not Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween there. All right. And Cy- Cyclone Jones, where can we see you, Russell? And tell us about your podcast, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, my time to shine. Turn Book Junk Radio Podcast. You know how we do. We're everywhere you get your fine ass podcast from. You, if you fucking steal that from me, I swear to God, I will beat you with my baseball bat. Listen, every single time you said it, I was like, "Yo, that's amazing." <laughs> and you know how it, ha- it it honestly happened because I may have had one too many beers and been listening to Barry White earlier. So, uh, where where are you wrestling coming up soon? Uh, right now I'll be at UW on October sixth. Um, and then I'll be in Canada sometime soon. And then, you know, I'm trying to get that WWE extra work, you know, so you can continue always, sending my email. Always chasing the dream, baby. Always. So that, that, that show, is that their last show? Um, no, 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 no. Oh. That, that, that's not really going to happen. Oh, that's no. just rumor and innuendo. No, we'll, we'll talk. All right, we'll talk offline. So, as as Cyclone Jones tried to rip my lines off, this has been Sergeant Fury on Films of Fury. You can get this on Anchor.fm, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your fine-ass podcast. Thank you for joining us for the State of DCEU as we took on everything. And if you have any suggestions for any upcoming podcasts, you can find this on Facebook at fof podcast you can follow me on the twitter at the sergeant fury hashtag films of fury and you can also find me as one of the panelists on the necrocasticon where we discuss everything heavy metal and horror and it's always necrocasticon mondays this has been your host sergeant fury speaking for cyclone jones and evan mcleod stay furious ladies and gentlemen read also go to your local comic book store read the source material and then bitch about the movies that's what we do and as always we love you thank you for tuning in sergeant fury yeah part three will come when we're doing this live motherfucker clear your schedules pop rock we coming for you sergeant fury out we coming from you Oh, out. Did, Hulk Hogan. Did, 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 did you want me to say nigga? No, and we're out.